0: Bismillah rahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, Allahumma salli wa sallim, wa barakala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in, Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla, wa anta taj'ulul hazna, idha shaita sahla, Allahumma a'inna ala zikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibaditik ya Rabbil alameen, as-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Good to see you guys, Jazakumullah khair, today's going to be a real quick one because when uh, my man comes out uh, for the adhan there's going to be no delay on that whatsoever Um, so i reckon we've got tops 50 minutes um tops Um, and there are a number of things to say i've been doing some calculations today um about how to make sure that we finish this year by finishing a major section and a major section will be the entire hoofs. If we cover all of that, and actually wiping in principle. Because wiping obviously covers turbans and hats, hijabs, uh, plaster. You know, as in plaster. Um, huh? Dressings or whatever. Yeah, dressings. But it's a, it's a big chapter and there's some issues. And today some very interesting stuff as well. So uh, we're going to have to go some. We're going to have to go some to make sure that we do it. Um, but... Um, and you know what? Don't just look at the, the sharh. Well, definitely don't look at this. This looks like you could do it in 10 minutes, right? Uh, but don't be definitely looking at the book because uh, even the book is pretty straightforward. It's just some of the excellent notes, sub- the supplementary notes and uh, issues that can be uh, brought forward in this issue, especially raised by Shah Muhammad al wa Ra'ah. So, um,. Uh, so before I start, a number of quick announcements. Um, the most important announcement is the return of our king, <laughs> our our what's the Punjabi words? Peer, peer. <laughs> our peer, our our mascot, our our uh, the 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 light of this of this of this whole the the. The rock of the Womslow Road, the burger of all the restaurants, the, the the cheese in the burger. The cheese, Jalani's burger, by the way, the cheese is inside the patty. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right? It's not no cheap, you know, process 15p craft one on the top. Yeah? It's inside. So when you bite into that beast, yeah, yes, yeah, salam, we're talking. Like things are going on, yani, you know. And there's another one where there's mushrooms inside. Yes, salam. Anyway, we welcome uh, Bob's back and we congratulate him. Khair. may Allah subhanahu wa taala bless him, and in his wedding, I Amin. Mean, and we wait for to eat at the hands of Bobby very soon, inshallah. Can she cook, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Allah, you're right, hopefully. Alright, uh, the second announcement is that, of course, uh, the uh, retreat has gone live. Uh, for those who know about it, for those who don't, don't we, you all know, because I announced it last week. Um, and maybe we can have a quick chat about that uh, after Isha. Um, but those who are online, then you can go and register uh, right now, because blatantly the other game is lame. Okay, Because I know that all the people who don't come, they have the screen at the bottom minimized, and they've got the the, the game on. Yeah? Chelsea versus Atletico Madrid, which I'm telling you is rubbish. They said that it wasn't two buses parked in one goal, they said there was one bus parked in one goal (laughs) and one bus parked in another goal. So, some defensive nonsense going down. So, that's that. But maybe second laugh might get better. Uh, So, you don't need to worry about that. Um, Go to the link instead and uh, use that to uh, uh, apply. Um, All the details are propheticguidance.co slash retreat. Slash retreat, okay, and you'll find um, an email going out about that soon as well on your mailing list. Righty ho, um, and that's it, I think. Or uh, the uh, uh, and also the uh, National Zakah Foundation. Uh, those who might have just been here earlier. Then there was a um, uh, there was a training session uh, concerning uh, recruiting volunteers to go and collect zakah for usage mostly in this country, and we talked about this before and they're a, good brother, they're a good group of brothers and sisters, um, and those who uh, can help in this, and it's suited more for our kind of, uh, our kind of genre of people practicing, aware of the need, uh, aware of social responsibility, aware of the Islamic ruling of ensuring that Zakat stays you know, local as much as possible, which is important because then that in itself then encourages people who are abroad to step up. You know, we keep thinking that we keep feeding the, the, the foreign uh, that's right, and that's good, and they be rewarded for their intention. But it's nowhere near the the correctness or the Islamicness, if you like, and more desirability of taking care of one's own local uh, problems, especially when it's uh, Muslims who are suffering in a number of different fields. And you'll know about that. You can go to nzf.co.uk and um, what is it, .org? .org. .org. Um, .org And afterwards, if you can see uh, our sister there and uh, not a man who's just outside. Uh, to sign up uh, to help out that'd be great, um, I think that's pretty much when it comes to the actual announcements and online Of course you can do that um, By going to the website it, it'd be good so um, What we're doing today is uh, the statement in English, but uh, still page one <laughs> surprisingly enough um, Wiping over footwear blah 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 conditions are four of them ritually pure and it's lawful and that's what we did last week And then this week, covering the area, which the third condition is covering the area, which is obligatory. And by that, it means what is obligatory to wash, i.e. so the foot has to be covered. And then number four, it stays in place by itself. Now, um, what I wanted to actually do before I move on to that point, um, move on to the third point, is I'm just reading what Sheikh Mohammed Al Shankita was saying. He just mentioned something really nice which I didn't mention because Sheikh Huthaymin didn't mention, about just some usul, some principles, and some qawaid. Qawaid are maxims, right? Um, and they're the kind of tools that scholars use to try and understand. Because you know what it is? Uh, I mean, evidences are a piece of cake. Yeah? You could, the Quran, we can open it and read any ayah. And ahadith, hadith, we have them all, and they're actually all even translated as well now. So you can go to any ayah, go to any hadith. And you, and even more so, we. The other big dangerous thing was whether it's authentic or not. We've well, got no problem with that with the Quran, right? That's easy. But the Hadith, you're never sure. Well, now actually, all the collections are translated, and they have the rulings. Is it authentic or not, and so on. So what's stopping everyone just going and going to the sources directly? Well, the problem is, of course, is as you've seen so far in this class, you'd get very confused. You wouldn't know what comes first, what's been cancelled, what's the real details, and so on and so forth. And some of the tools that the scholars, and that's why it's really a job for the scholars to understand. In depth, the evidences. Some of the, the one of the ways that the scholars uh, use uh, to be able to understand those evidences and create and derive rulings from them is to have a set of principles. And these, there are some universal principles which everyone agrees upon. Okay, and then there are other principles which people don't all agree upon. And some madhabs carry them, and other madhabs disagree. And then it sometimes goes to individuals where some individuals are carrying some principles. These principles, rules, maxims—you can call them what you want. Uh, they are they're very useful to be able to get a, a broad understanding of what am I to do next with this hadith. Now, last week we talked about that the uh, uh, khuf, that the whatever you're going to wipe over, it needs to have, it needs to be mubah, it needs to be uh, permissible, right? It needs to be lawful. And we talked about it can't be stolen, it can't be made of pig skin. Remember that? Yeah. So I just wanted to mention to you something which Imam al-Shanqiti said. He said that um, it's only one paragraph, but he goes. Uh, So when we say mubah, when the madhab says it's mubah, then we basically mean something which has been stolen, or uh, something which um, meaning it would be not permissible to do on something stolen, or something which is made of silk if it was being used for men. Why? And, And therefore, it's not permissible. It's not permissible to wipe. Now, something being not permissible to wipe. What does that mean to the wudu? Is therefore the wudu, therefore invalid as well? Because the issue here is, when we say something is not permissible, what does that mean? Something is not permissible to do. Does it mean that the action is invalidated or does it mean that you sin? Remember we talked about this before. What's the most common question I get asked? What's the question on Fasting. Is the fast valid if I don't pray? I know that sounds shocking. We talked about it before, but that's the reality of the Muslims out there, right? That's the most common question, and certainly you just goes through the roof when it comes to uh, Ramadan time, right? Now, if we look at this issue, it's interesting, right? Because we're leaving aside the whole argument of if you don't pray, you're not Muslim, blah blah blah, because that's that's its own side thing. We're just going to assume that you're a major sinner for missing the prayer for some reason because of you know some. Uh, ignorance, not ignorance, laziness, or whatever. So, is and so it is completely prohibited to not pray. Like it's completely prohibited to not wear a haram khuf. Yes, but if we wipe over the haram khuf, do we have wudu? Or if we do not do salah and we fast, is our fast valid? Is it the same? Is it the same? No. Why, why is it different? Answer the second one first. What was the second one? The salah and siyam. Because the fasting center. Yep. You do the, uh, the salah. Good. The fasting is accepted, but you're sinning because you're not. Good, good. It is absolutely haram to not pray. You will be sinful to, to, the, to the nth degree. But it it in of itself is not from the conditions to ensure a valid fast. It will be ridiculous, it's a paradox, it's a joke, but it doesn't affect the fast from a technical point of view. Your fast is a waste of time from its impact and from its reward, but is the f- meaning, 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 uh, we know the fast is a disaster, we're not talking about that. The real question, the real fiqh is, let's say this guy starts practicing and starts praying next year. Does he have to make up those fasts? That's the question that the, the, the alim will be asked. And when he gives his fatwa, he'll say, no, the fast that you did that time, it doesn't need to be made up as for the prayer he might say to him that according to the majority of the four imams he'd have to make up his uh, his prayer and according to ibn taymiyyah and the modern contemporary scholars no he doesn't need to make up his prayer tawbah is sufficient that's which is also my own position as well but do you understand that the, the, the point there that that the there is a significant aspect to when something is haram does it affect another action significantly so the answer here is no right but with the hoof Okay, we are saying yes. It is. It is a problem, and that's why uh, Sheikh, uh, Sheikh, uh, 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 Muhammad al Shakiti he says that the person who does over haram khuf then his wudu is also not not valid. It's not accepted. And this is the position of the humbly madhab. He says, which shows that this is not an agreed upon principle. Why? Because he use, uh, he uses a qaeda a a, a, a a maxim binaan al an Okay. That this is based upon the fact that when you prohibit something that when you prohibit an act an action, the action which it is being applied upon itself is uh, 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 it, it is you uh, yani it becomes corrupt, meaning it becomes uh invalidated in itself in of itself it ruins the actual action that is being done to this is a aiya and it is something which the scholars didn't all agree upon. But we're not going to go into that detail because that's, that's, that's an issue for usul al-fiqh. But he also another thing, um, and we did mention this last week, he goes another point as well. He goes that, what is the ruling? What, what is the status of wiping on the socks? What's the status? What, what kind of category of action is it? It's a concession. It's a concession. Excellent. Yeah, It's not a sunnah. Right? It's not recommended to you know, go out and intentionally wipe on socks If that makes sense right? Remember we're using the definition of sunnah here in a different way We're saying that it's not that you have to go out every single day wipe on socks But if someone was to <coughs> not wipe on socks and say it's a bid'ah or something like that Then it would be sunnah Maybe even obligatory as we mentioned last week or week before That to go and actually do it to show the people That this is what the Prophet ﷺ did and to teach them We're not talking about that We're saying what is it in principle Legally it's a concession and there's another principle, a qaida fiqiyya, that the, inna rukhsata la tustabahu bil that it is not permissible to use a concession in sin. It is not permissible to use a concession in ma'asiyya, in sin, or in transgression. Now, now, therefore, question. If you were to wipe over a, if you were to put on pigskin uh, hoof, would it be permissible to wipe on it? Yeah. <clears throat> what do you think? Why not? Because, because you cannot touch pig. Or you cannot intentionally be in contact with pig skin. Because it is neges. And it is not permissible. Just like you can't go around just touching pigs. It's like you could not go around t- picking up feces off the floor. Intentionally I mean. It's different. The idea a pig runs into you, or something. Yeah. Then he just got a massive to defend himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but you can't go around intentionally holding. You know, it, 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 it's the same uh, same uh, issue, uh, which is revived for me at the moment with the new baby. But it's an issue of when you're holding the baby and you're praying, and you 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 believe that the baby has now uh, um, uh, urinated, wet the nappy, or done number two, even worse, you can smell whatever, whatnot. Yeah. These days the nappies are great. No, no, nothing's coming out. Generally everything's okay, but you can tell. So what's the ruling on uh, on that? What do you think the ruling is? I mean, actually, I mean it's not fair to ask what the ruling is because the, the ulama they differed on this this this, this issue. But um, effectively, this is a baby, right? You're not touching the najasa. You're not touching the the, the filth. So that's something which is one thing you're safe from, which is why. Small number, of scholars said, no problem. You carry on. The uh, the the Hanabila, Ibn Qudam specifically, his position, and it's the position that I hold as well, is that, <laughs> and this is don't yani don't fire Abu Iyad at, at this moment, okay, All right? But the qiyas with the baby in a nappy is done with the qiyas uh, uh, to use a phrase which is very common in parlance, a sack of, yeah, <laughs> because. I don't even know where that comes from. But there is obviously a sack of, you know, star, 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 right? A bag full of feces, right? Okay. Um, Would it be permissible for you to pick up a bag full of feces intentionally for no other reason other than to get rid of it or something like that? And the ulama, they said no. And the Hanabila are very clear on that, all right? And they made a qiyas from the hadith, the famous hadith of uh, Jibreel. The hadith where the Prophet ﷺ was leading the companions, and he in the middle of the prayer, he took off his, uh, his na'al, meaning his sandals. And the companions, obviously, they saw that in front of him, which is an evidence, by the way, that, uh, that the issue of the, uh, 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 the uh, looking around in the prayer is not something as, restric- as, as restricted as people believe. But anyway, the companions, they noticed that the Prophet ﷺ took off, off his sandals, and so, so did they. Because they thought, this is what you're meant to do. And the Prophet ﷺ then came and he said afterwards, and he said, why did you take it off? They said, we saw you do that, Ya Rasulullah. Ah, but Jibreel just came and told me specifically that I had najas on my na'al, which is why I took them off. He never stopped the prayer, never repeated the prayer. He just put it down. Which is why we rule on the ruling. That it's not permissible to pick something najas up. But once you're told that it's najas, you've got to get rid of it. Therefore, you're not allowed to pick up a bag of najas. But if you know that you had najas, you've got to get rid of. But with the baby... If the baby then poos in the prayer, we're going right off this topic here, haven't we? Right? Then we should I've only got like twenty thirty minutes left. Then if the baby then picks up if the the the, the, the you you notice that the baby is now in a state of najasa, yeah, and you got najas there, then um uh you'd put the baby down. You'd put the baby down and you can continue the prayer and it wouldn't be affected. Now that, okay, is well, how is that connected to what we're talking about? Huh? Pick, pick, oh touch pigskin, yeah. So 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 Um Okay. What do we say? Did we is it permissible for someone to put on a silk? No. Man. Chuf. No. no. Okay? Because the, the principle is what? Correct. You're not allowed to use a concession while sinning. Is that absolutely the case? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Is that absolutely the case? Never allowed, therefore, to put it on because it's not possible to use. Is there ever a scenario where you'd be allowed to wipe over a silk khuf? Someone, oh, no, like mm. Someone wasn't aware it was made of silk. That's something else. that's ignorance. Yeah, the, the answer is when it's not ma'asiyah. Ma'asiyah means sin, okay? And uh, uh, it's possible to be wearing the silk or the pigskin when it's not a sin. For example, you're in the Arctic and you're, you literally lost your finger and you're realizing that everything's going now, it's freezing, and then uh, therefore you start putting things on and you realize you know, you find you've only got a pigskin pig there to put on. You're going to put it on because it's more important to protect your your toes falling off uh, Than to worry about the najasa Do you understand? In this case it's permissible And this is Fatah Sheikh Muhammad And I agree 100% To wipe over the khuf Which is haram Because now it's not ma'asiyah So the ruhsa can be taken advantage of And I think that's the second principle That he used there Which we didn't really get a flavor of last week And I thought that I'd mention that Okay, so let's quickly my goodness, right. So, so now we're talking about covering the obligatory. What do we mean by uh, 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 obligatory? Al-Mafrood? Uh, uh, meaning the Rijl, meaning the foot. Okay? So it must be that we must uh, cover the entire foot. This is the humbly position. Nothing must be uncovered. And also during the actual entire Khuf, there must be no gaps, no breaks, no holes, no nothing. Because therefore, it's not covering the entire obligatory part. Do you understand that? That is the obligatory point. This is this covering, according to the humbly madhab, is defined in the following color. So you can't see through. It can't be translucent. It must be opaque. Right. This is how the humblys understand cover, physically cover the entire area. Okay. And um. From a color point of view, meaning you can't see through it, and through uh, 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 and from a uh, uh, um, a lightness point of view, me uh, thinness, lightness. What's the opposite of thick? Thin. Yeah, yeah, thin. Yeah. So it's it's thinness. <laughs> yani it's it's thinness. So this also uh, is an aspect of the covering. The color, the opaqueness is an aspect of the covering, and its gaps or tears is an aspect of the covering. And all of the four madahib are hardcore in agreement on this issue. So much so, you will find many statements from them that even literally uh, a, a pinhead of a, a hole is not acceptable, and tiny this, not acceptable, you can't wipe over it, etc., etc., etc. Just so that you understand the parameters. And uh, and this is what Sheikh says, حَتَّى قَالَ and it is especially well-known in the Hanbali Madhab that if this kharq meaning the hole is even the bimqdar al al-makhraz and uh, it is meaning even the even tiny hole, the mas'h is invalidated according to the Hanbali scholars. Shaykh Uthameen goes, let's have a look at this then. He goes, first of all, the issue about, about color. Covering the color where did that even come from because that comes from the concept of the prayer and a thobe. not allowed to pray In a, in a see-through thobe because you can see the aura Okay, and therefore the idea of covering and remember that the, the word aura is that which is something which needs to be covered So anything which covers the aura means you can't see the aura so covers the aura Covers the foot they're thinking cover when you're thinking cover They're thinking got to get rid of skin color as you need to do when you're praying all right. Sheikh Uthaymeen goes, you know what? That sounds a bit strange. And he finds a position in the Shafi'i school and that's narrated by Imam al-Nawawi. And the reference is there in uh, al Majmu'a, uh, uh, book 1, 500 and page 503. He goes that the Shafi'is, what they said, indifference to the Hanbalis. They said that, listen, if you can, it doesn't matter if you can see through. As long as water doesn't get through, that's where the issue is. And that's what Sheikh Uthaymeen says. He goes, I agree with this. And I also agree with this as well. This is the class position on that. So it doesn't matter if whatever you're wearing on your foot okay, is, uh, is see through or not. And this is, the, as I said, the position of the Shafi'i Madhab, and it's also the chosen position of Shaykh Al Uthaymin. It is also the position of Sheikh Al Uthaymin. And he, he comments on this point. He says, There is nothing in the Sunnah to. to Uh, uh, To uh, obligate to establish from an evidence point of view that one must cover the foot Via the hoof from a color point of view and he praises the Shafi'i school in that okay Then the second point about actually covering the entire foot Okay, now this is the one which is the the big the big controversy all right Sheikh Muhammad Bukhtar al he is very strict on this matter. Very strict, because he's much more of the traditionalist, he's much more, he is much more of a Hambali's humbly, right? Whereas Sheikh Uthameen is much more of the modern, kind of contemporary, uh, kind of movement, Hambali. You know, much more flexible, uses humbly principles, but very happy to leave the matter, at you know, the, the slightest kind of opportunity, as long as he thinks the evidence is there. Muhammad Bukhtar al-Shanqiti much more cautious, if I can be so bold to say. And I'm obviously taking a liberty when I when I say something like that. Um, that the, the, the madhab will say that you must cover the foot from the toes right above the, 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 the ka'abeen, meaning the ankles. That must be completely covered. Sheikh Uth says, Well, actually, there's no evidence to suggest that. He goes, There's no actual evidence to suggest that. And his position is controversial. He says that. Actually, the whole idea of a, a, a sock on the foot Having to cover absolutely every single thing For us does not fit with the way that we understand the companions And he says that we're looking at some companions Who used to wear socks, but they were fuqara And this is where he now talks about He goes that, he goes First of all, the word which is When, when a word is related Mutlaqan, meaning in an absolute sense Meaning wipe over a hoof Then Sheikh Huthaymin says Whatever is narrated mutlaqan needs to be kept mutlaqan Meaning that whatever is narrated in an absolute sense Must be kept in an absolute sense now You can't then start adding conditions To something which has not been described with conditions So when a khuf is mentioned Then you know what? Anything that passes as a khuf or a sock And we're going to come to that in a minute That passes as well Now, for you to say it can't have holes It's got to be this high, it's got to be that high We'll say, bring the evidence Bring the evidence that it needs to be like this, needs to be like that, and so on and so forth. Now, the is that the scholars will bring, they'll say that the evidence is what is known. The evidence is what, yani the, what, what the people at that time understood to be a khuf. And, and the khuf at that time was what? It was a leather sock, for example. And it's not conceivable that it's torn. Shaykh Huthaymin, and I, I should tell you, Sheikh Hussam Taymiyyah, and this is ibn Taymiyyah's opinion by the way, okay, is that no. In fact, it's the exact opposite. What do we actually know? We know that the Fuqara, the, the, the companions were mostly Fuqara, mostly poor. I talked about this yesterday that these are the kind of people who would make a decision on shall I wear this for Jum'a or shall I eat my dinner on it? Yes, yeah, the Hadith in Bukhari, right? Do we, uh, um, the, uh, you know, do we use this cloth for our kafan or do I need to borrow some? This is their level of poverty. Don't think these are people who have like a, a drawer of socks they choose, you know what I'm saying? Yeah? Well, I, I used to work with someone, I'm not even kidding. I used to work with someone. It wasn't rich. He was a pharmacist, Miss right? Okay. I used to work with that guy. He used to wear socks twice and throw them away. I was like, what? I'm wearing socks for 10 years I am, yeah? Guy used to wear socks twice and throw them away. I then the customer was bamboozled by this guy. Oh my God. Anyway, and he said, um, he goes that, uh, he goes, the majority, when you think of a poor person, I mean really poor, when you look at their clothes, the nature of their clothes, the asl in their clothes is tears, cuts, holes, this, that, and so on and so forth. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam never mentioned anything to them. Never criticized them or corrected them or said you've got to sew the holes or this or that or whatever. No narration thingy. Therefore, this indicates that this is not a correct condition, that it needs to cover the foot completely. Now, this is interesting. What Sheikh Al-Taymin is using is his understanding, as Ibn Taymiyyah did, that of the people, that there's no way to say that it must be completely full, completely sound, completely whatever, whatnot. okay? And actually, the obvious point is that it wasn't. And the obvious point is that these wasn't. And therefore, if they were wiping over hoofs which we are certain had holes and so on and so forth, then that shows that to say that to cover the entire foot 100% actually is no evidence for that. And so if there is a cut, if there is a hole, it doesn't matter. As long as the majority of the foot is covered, so that when a person says... The foot is covered when he looks at it from afar, his foot is covered. It doesn't matter whether it's coming underneath the ankle or above the ankle or it's got cuts in it or this and that and so on and so forth. Now that's a controversial statement because the others are going to respond, well, hold on, actually you need to bring the evidence to show that something which has got holes in it is allowed or whatever, whatnot. because as far as the word is mentioned, then the word is understood to be sound and complete and, 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 and so on. So this is not going to be solved when it's going back to such a subjective point. Do you understand? It's not going to be uh, 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 solved. Now, I'll tell you what makes this debate interesting. Because the people who said that if there are some of the ulama, and again, uh, Al-Insaf, the reference is there, volume 1, page 405. Insaf is the Hamli uh, book of fiqh, of course. They said that if your khuf is showing some part of obligatory skin that would need to be washed, like underneath the ankles, or like a big tear in the front, you'd need to wash that. You'd need to wash that. And so you would wipe over the rest and you would wash any part of the skin. And the, the reasoning for that is the ruling as we're going to come to later on the bandage. If there's a bandage, we know that the ruling is, is that if there's a bandage which if you were to remove, it would then cause a problem, then you are allowed to wash the rest of your hand and just wipe over the, the, the other, wipe over the, the splint or the, the plaster. Um, and uh, uh, this... Uh And what Sheikh Huthamin says he says that um actually no actually what happens is that when you have something when you have an area which is being covered and it is being wiped upon then any other area on uh, any other part on that same area is 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 taba'an, meaning it is following the ruling of what is, what is happening to the majority of the area. So the area of washing would therefore take the ruling of the area of wiping, meaning that if they were cut a bit short, then he, then you would. Now he uses an interesting uh, evidence for himself as well, which is that the Prophet would wipe over the muq. Now the muq all right, is a hadith which is authentic, but the scholars differ over what the muq is. A number of them, especially Sheikh Amin, they insist that the muk is a type of khuf which is cut underneath the ankle. Almost like one of those, like an athletic kind of type of khuf. Yeah, if it was made of leather, I mean. Um, and as you can imagine, the scholars that are not happy with that, they said, well, hold on, no, there's no evidence for that, that you're saying it's cut underneath. Actually, it's a different type, a different material, and so on and so forth. We're not going to be able to, uh, how can I say, uh, fix uh, this point. I want to say something. Sheikh Muhammad Mukhtar ash as I said to you, very critical of this position. <coughs> he said, and we, 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 we said this before, that the Prophet ﷺ allowed the people to wipe over the tasakhin. Yes? The tasakhin, we said, comes from warmth. Something which, give, which gives warmth. And he said that, that it's understood that the only thing which gives warmth is a thick sock. Something which is thick. And something which, uh, uh, by its very, very nature, it indicates that. And also, the nature of the people at that time is that they would be walking in these socks. And if they're walking in these socks, then they would need to be thick to be able to handle, uh, uh, the, the, uh, uh, handle journeys, and three days specifically. Now, we've got to ask a question here. And this, is, of course, has always been asked of the four, the four schools. That if you're saying that the, uh, the sock has to be made, of, made, to walk on, made to walk on for three days, what's the evidence for that? What is the actual evidence? Does the statement of the Prophet ﷺ giving a concession for three days, is that based upon you having to walk in those? And in fact, we have another hadith which is going to come up in a minute, where Nabi allowed a person to wipe over his jawrab and na'al. The jawrab is a sock, and the na'al is the sandal. The idea is, is that it's not a must that a person, if he wears socks, he walks in those socks. I, I want you to think, I want you to be with me here for a minute. You might be thinking that's absolutely obvious. No one walks outside in their socks. But at that time, that's not so obvious. At that time, that would be expected. Okay? It's not a huge surprise. But that's a, but there's a difference between something to be acceptable in a society and then for you to make it a condition for the jawrab or the khuf. That it's got to be so thick, it's got to be so this, so that, that it needs to be able to go and uh, withstand walking for three days and so on and so forth. You know what I'm saying, and then we could even argue even more, right? The probably this argument could get a bit silly, right? What kind of floor are they walking on? Uh, if they are talking about Sahara desert sand, whatever, you could probably walk for for t- ten months, yeah, in socks, gliding around in thingy, whatever, whatnot. Yeah? Uh, one five minutes walking down uh, Mossides Lane uh, roads, or Cheadle or anywhere, or Blackburn, yeah, okay, they'd be gone. They'd be cut up in, in seconds concrete rocks socks whatever they don't they don't fit do today. anyway um, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting uh, discussion i want to say to you the sheikh uthaymeen he says that this uh, issue about the the thickness the thickness and the nature of the khuf and its gaps has always been and will always be an area of difference between the scholars and according to sheikh uthaymeen he allows the wiping over uh, something which is not completely sound, meaning it has holes, it has some kind of uh, problem with it, and if it's thin, then uh, he allows it, he allows it, thin, torn, holes, he allows it, there's no need to do anything else. The tall position of this class, okay, and it is a position of uh, Sheikh Kihlana as well, is that it is permissible to wipe over such a sock, okay, uh, we're not talking about actual socks yet. We're just, still talking about hoofs um, because socks are coming in a minute, right? But we're just, just, just to, st- talking about the principle. Is it allowed to wipe over something which is thin? The hoof, by the way, is always made of leather. But if it was made of very thin leather and it had holes in it, would it be permissible to wipe over it? Yes, according to Sheikh Hathameen. Yes, according to the uh, Sheikh uh, Kehlan. Yes, according to myself. It's the class position. But the M'hambali madhab for the hanabilah out there, is that it's not permissible to wipe on something like that. Is that clear, everybody? Alright, okay. The next thing is also connected. Because the next condition is that it stays in place by itself. Now this is the idea, again from the Madahib that this thing which you are wearing has got to be something natural. That the Prophet ﷺ, when he wore a hoof, there's no evidence whatsoever to show that he actually tied it with anything. Therefore, if you are resorting to tying up your hoof, then you are introducing something which is new to the, to the issue. It's not a, a khuf like it used to be. Now this is one of the strange kind of statements in, in the humbly madhab, frankly, okay? And it's not just the humbly madhab which comes with it. There are, there are a few other scholars as well. And Sheikh Uthameen goes, let's look at this, because to be honest, this is strange. He goes, let's have an example. Let's say there's a guy who's got a small foot, meskeen yeah? And the only thing that he can wear is to keep him warm or to keep his, yeah, anything, is a big khuf. So he's a size seven, and the only thing he can find meskeen is a size ten, so this guy puts on the size ten, and what he does is that he puts a rubber band around the top because he's a pack, yeah, right. And if he's obviously he's like, you know, if he's uh, clever, then I'm sure he's got some kind of lace or something. But he's a pack. He just goes to hit the top drawer in the kitchen and pulls out the elastic band away from the, the carrier bags, yeah. <laughs> so pulls out elastic band, puts it around. According to Sheikh, according to the Hanabila, unacceptable to wipe over this hoof. Uh, Sheikh Uthameen, you know what he was going to say to that. He's going to say, What on earth, yani, It was evidence for this statement. And there is no evidence at all. No evidence at all that there's something wrong with this. Yes? Do, do you understand the point here? The, the, uh, uh, and, and again, if you want to know what the evidence, uh, Sheikh Amin he mentions, he goes that the evidence is that the Nusus, meaning the texts, that have narrated the wiping of the sock they have been narrated in an open uh, manner. They are mutlaqa, meaning they are absolute and they are open. For you to restrict them, you need to bring an evidence. For you to say, you cannot wear this because of X, Y, Z, you need to bring evidence for X, Y, and Z. And as long as that allows you to walk and use and so on and so forth, then what's the problem? If it's doing the job for you that you wanted, what is the uh, 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 problem with that And what uh, Sheikh Uthaymeen says What if someone says to you يعني, What is the evidence that you are going to use To wipe over something Which is not fitting properly And Sheikh Uthaymeen says The evidence is the lack of evidence to not do Alright The evidence is the lack of evidence To not actually do that So that's good That's good and I'm glad that we uh, uh, did that because I think we can hit my uh, time uh, limit. Uh, yes,
1: yes. Uh, condition three. Yeah. Um, you the code transparency covering the entire book. You said that some hooks
0: come below the ankle, above the ankle, so what was the position there? Uh, that's not the class position. Sheikh uh, Al-Uthameen uh, the believes that a hoof that is cut underneath the ankle it can be wiped over and the rest is not washed. And that's a position that uh, our teachers do not have confidence in following. It's a, it's, a, it's a brave statement that. It's well supported. It's not just out of thin air, but it's one which is something that I'm not confident to go and put up on people. It's a, it's a rare statement. Does that make sense? Yeah? Because that requires a big leap of faith. There's a difference, Yani, in supporting an idea that you've got a few cuts and holes and just wipe over it. And then wearing a hoof intentionally that is cut underneath the ankle. His evidence for the use of muq is, is good, right? That the Prophet ﷺ used the muq and it has been cut. But there's not a, an agreement on the, the definition of what muq actually is. So, Allah. You know, I just um, want to talk about the whole thinness and thickness uh, thing, alright? Um, I, I, you know, the, the, the madahib, they're not interested in, in wiping over something which is thin whatsoever. They want thick, they want real, like, leather-like khuf. The interesting thing, of course, is that today you can buy certain merino wool socks and XYZ material socks, which are super thin and are much more warmer for your foot than you know, the most ruggiest of, uh, of, of things. So to dep- make your argument based upon the concepts of, of the aql, meaning warmth, walking, this, that, whatever, without bringing a sunnah statement is always going to be difficult. You're always going to be able to refute it. You know what I'm saying? That's why we don't try to argue upon the aql. That's why actually I want to say to you that even Shaykh al argument itself is risky. Meaning that you wouldn't go out on purpose with holy socks, yeah? And then just kind of, you know, go and just wipe away and whatever. It's a risky thing to do. I, I want to tell you that. Even if it's a tall position in the class, I mean that, you know what, you got a sock and then you wiping, you realize, oh gosh, man, it's got a hole in it. You wouldn't go and push the boat and say, well, you know what, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I'm keeping that boy and I'm going to wipe over again tomorrow. You know, that's a whole next level of boldness. You know, I'm not down that. And that's why I'm not putting that out to be the class position. I'm saying to you that if you see that, you wipe over it. It's not a problem. That's the, the way that we understand the, the sunnah. But a person intentionally going to it and so on and so forth, we're still not going to, I'm not going to rule upon that guy. I'm not going to say it's valid and valid. This is Mahal al aslan. All right, It's an area of difference of opinion aslan. But I wouldn't risk it. And the reason why, because Sheikh Tameen doesn't bring actually real proper evidence to establish his point. He uses an Akhili point that they were poor and the poor did it. So once you make that, then the others can turn around and also argue with the akal. You understand? Whenever your argument is not uh, supported clearly, clearly expect a good response, and expect you not being able to support your own strongly. And 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 and, uh, and uh, uh, yes. Now, um, let's quickly talk about the next part. Then the uh, uh, the tra- the translation. Yes, um, page two. The text says. مِنْ wa During minor ritual impurity, one can wipe over, one can wipe over, one, leather socks, thick socks, and anything similar to them. That's what we're going to start today. Leather socks, thick socks, and anything similar to them. خُف, the wa وَنَحْوِهِمَا and yani anything similar to that. First of all, the خُف. What is a خُف? A khuf is a leather sock It's a condition A khuf cannot be applied to anything other than leather Number one Alright And that's it There's no more to say about that whatsoever The um, The jawrab Is the Sock Okay Meaning something which is made out of Anything other than leather Okay, the sock, the jorob, is anything that is made out of uh, is made out of anything other than leather. In principle, it's cloth, meaning cotton, wool, and the like. All right, but in principle, if you want to go back to the nitty gritty, then it's cotton and and, and and whatever, which are all forms of anything. gore text things today, you know those Gore-Tex material ones. That's not cotton or anything. There's some other some other stuff, isn't it? Yeah, so that is a non-leather non-cloth it's something in between is it plastic what's cortex synthetic Synthetic, yeah it's synthetic cloth you have to call it synthetic cloth right Yeah. yeah so that's its own kind of category so that's um uh uh so i just wanted to make clear about that now hoof is straightforward it's it's very it's very simple it's very easy the that which is made of leather, the, the evidence of, of wiping upon that is clear, we've already established that. But the jawrab, what is the evidence for wiping over a sock? The scholars, they use two evidences. The first evidence, as Sheikh Rathameen mentions here, is qiyas, analogy. He goes that whatever, and this is the point here, whatever. Has been narrated If we understand the illah behind it The reason behind doing that action Then as long as we can reproduce that illah Then we can do the same action So why are we wiping over a khuf? The khuf is something which keeps the foot warm And you put it on It's a mission to take off each time And so for the ease You wipe over it Okay, but what if I had a sock That was as good, as quality And does the same thing Right, well that's that's a qiyas And we'll therefore make qiyas upon that So this is the first argument the second argument is the use of a hadith which is very interesting. This hadith is one of the, it's, this hadith is one of the controversial hadith in the sunnah. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam narrated by Al-Mughir ibn taala anhu. In fact, I would put forward from my brief studies of hadith that the most famous hadith of Mughir ibn Shu'aba is this hadith. Every companion has a big hadith. The hadith of Umar is Niyya. The hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas is Actually, you can choose five. Mawaqit al-Salaah, for example, the advice of the ghulam, and so on. The hadith of Mughira is this hadith. That he said that the Prophet ﷺ made wudu and he did mash over his socks and his sandals. He did mash over his socks and his sandals. Right. Now, you might say, right, what's the problem? Well, the hadith has been narrated by Imam Ahmed, by Imam Abu Dawood, and by Ibn Majah, and by Imam At-Tirmidhi. The sanad of this hadith is absolutely fine. No problem with this hadith from a sanad point of view. So where's the controversy? The controversy is, is that this hadith has been narrated X amount of times by other scholars by, by other scholars and other companions and the words jawrab were not included. It was khuf that was mentioned. Now here we have an issue. Do we now understand this to be a mistake from Mughira that he was thinking khuf and he said jawrab? Do we understand that this is a weak yani addition? Do we understand that actually if the companion is sound and he makes a statement even if it's different to all the other companions then this feed al-ziyada and yufid al-ilm, not shak meaning that this doesn't indicate doubt but rather this indicates addition and extra. Now, what's the position of Ahl al-Hadith, the muhaddithin to this? The, the position of Ahlul al-Fiqh, the people of fiqh is that they're more thinking about the thing. They're like, you know what, that's strange, we're gonna say that that's the odd one out, shadh that's not in, in, included, therefore we're gonna stick to leather only. The position of Ahlul Hadith is what? If the Hadith is authentic, it goes. You know what I'm saying? And if the Hadith is authentic, so what? It says that we wipe on socks, so what's the problem with that? And likewise therefore, following that, Imam Ahmed, alayhi rahmatullah, he considered this Hadith to be authentic, and a number an Imam Tirmidhi and a number of Ahl al Hadith and Ahmada al Hadith, meaning the Imams in Hadith, they consider this Hadith to be authentic. Not just the not just the ima, not just these Imams. There are nine of the companions who acted and narrated the action of wiping over socks. Narrated and did the action of wiping over socks. Who are these people? You can write them down: Sayyidina Ali, radiyallahu an, and Ammar, and Ibn Mas'ud and Anas ibn Malik, and Abdullah ibn Umar, and Bara ibn Azib, and Bilal, and ibn Abi Awfa, and Sahil ibn al-Sa'idi. That's nine companions, radiyallahu anhum ajma'in. I will repeat these nine. They are Ali, Ammar, ibn Mas'ud, Anas, ibn Umar, Bara, Bilal, Ibn Abi Awfa, and Sahl ibn Sa'ad. All of these companions have been narrated as wearing and narrating the wiping over uh, the sock. And with respect to the details of the sock and its thickness and so on and so forth, we'll finish uh, that discussion um, inshallah next week. We'll have one or two minutes of questions Then we need to have the adhan to give our... Uh, to give our... Um, uh, to give some moment for some uh, salah. Any uh, quick, immediate questions? So, if the
1: definition of a is something that's made of leather, and a yes. you can walk on, etc., yes. is it permissible to wipe over a
0: shoe, then? It is permissible to wipe over a shoe, which has not been removed, and it is completely covering the entire area, then yes, like a boot. Like a boot. Okay? All right? What we will do, um, is that we'll have the adhan, and then we'll continue with the, with the Q&A quietly here. Um timings keep an eye out you uh, you know what the problem is is that a lot of the people here are not online you need to make sure you sign up okay to get their emails Um, the timings are going to be released on the uh, uh, on the Okay, so what we'll do is that we'll take some questions which are online, and um, those who want to do thingy, then just get closer, because I can't raise my voice. Yeah. What did you mean by the area of washing takes the ruling of the area of wiping? what I mean by that, according to Sheikh Uthameen, let's take the uh, – the the, the, the question is, what do I mean – what does Sheikh Uthameen mean when he says that the area of washing takes the ruling of the area of wiping? according to Schiff, if we imagine okay if we were to imagine that this is my uh, this is the, the my foot and I need to wipe my foot and we just imagine these are the toes okay these are the toes and this is my ankle alright is that clear these are my toes and this is my ankle and you put on your sock and as a result of your sock it's like that okay so this is your sock and your ankle and this is your foot so your foot is now uncovered because the the the, um, the sock is covering the majority of the foot the ruling of wiping occurs to the entire limb not washing and because the ruling of wiping occurs to the entire limb then just because this is showing we wouldn't wash this we would consider this to come under the same category of the majority of what is required for the rest of the limb this is opinion. This is similar to the concept that if you had a hat on for example okay would you need to remove the entire hat right is it okay just to wipe this that it's a similar there's, there's there's issues here so this is what he means he means that those people who said that we need to wipe here and we need to wash here, okay, he says that, you know what, there's no basis for that. You do both in one place. They said, yes, with the splinter, that's exactly what you do. He says there's no evidence for that and so on. That's what, that's what it means. That's what it means. Well, according, according to Sheikh Houthi this applies, actually, according to Sheikh Houthi this applies across the board. Because for him, it's not a condition That the entire foot is covered By his understanding, like Ibn Taymiyyah That any cuts or any breaks In the entire thing are acceptable So he said What's the difference, theoretically And this is an interesting point If It sounds acceptable to you, intellectually That I can I'm, I'm happy to wipe over a sock That's got a this size hole underneath Yeah? You watching? And that's the, the mentally you'd accept that, wouldn't you? Mentally, you're wiping on a sock and it's got that hole underneath. You say, they'll pour this, that, that's normal. And you'd wipe over it. What's the difference then, taking that, so- that hole and turning it into a thin strip and putting it at the top? Do you understand what I'm saying? This is sheik point. If you're happy to accept that, then the principle is what needs to be established. Folks, you don't need to cover the entire obligatory area with something you wipe generally. So This is his position. He just extends it to a place which is very brave and somewhere I'm not willing to go do you understand? but you need to understand his methodology yeah (laughs) the hoof yes Uh, no I think that's different I think uh, the question you're talking about about going above the ankles there's no condition it needs to be above the ankles it needs to just cover the ankle exactly what needs to be washed as for when you're washing and we go above the ankle when we're washing that's something else Yes And so the khuf needs to Cover in normal circumstance The ankle He's saying it's not a condition Because the khuf As long as it covers the limb in general Then cuts here and there And details and whatever whatnot, oh, okay. There's no evidence in the sunnah so, yeah. Do you know before you were saying that um, The ulama who say that They put many conditions on the khuf And Sheikh Uthaymeen was saying <coughs> Well, you need to bring forward your evidence. So, and then Ulema said to her, they, well, you bring forward your evidence. Surely the people who claim something, don't they need to provide the evidence. Well, you see, the, 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 the problem is this, is that uh, um, an, argu- an argument, a principle that you have, all right, will always sound better when you've uh, been brought up upon it. Okay? These are two valid claims. See the irony of course is that both sides will interchange between both of these exact principles all right what justifies it for them is exactly when do we apply one of these principles and when we don't apply one of these principles all right so they both agree on the idea that something which has not been narrated according to the sunnah therefore should never be used because it becomes a bid'ah. at the same time they say that if something has not been narrated and we do it now right as long as it falls under the same genre, the same illa, the same this, that, whatever, then there's no evidence prohibiting it, okay? So they will utilize both arguments in very, very specific times. So this actually is more than just a simplistic, this is my way and this is your way. Both of them are valid arguments. The, the real question is is that how, how complete a system can you create, I mean the entire fiqh now, by using your Rule your, your qaeda, your, fi, your, your, your fiqhi maxim And apply it all the time In everything And get away with it each time That's the challenge for the madhab To root out the inconsistencies The contradictions As a Kind of like a modern uh, Salafi approach would be That you know what it is Those contradictions are you just trying too hard And therefore we will just That's a proof that you know what it is Accept the alternative it's an interesting it's an interesting construct to be honest, when when you, when you look at it. Anything else? So <laughs> <laughs> If you have gloves and there's a need to touch the pig, you're allowed to. Otherwise you shouldn't touch the pig without any reason. Without any reason. So
2: saying that
1: on a day to day basis if the over the, the socks is kind of a Basis, I,
0: wallahi uh, 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 and this is of course this is a important question that uh, dr imran asks and that is is that if we believe this is a concession then surely we shouldn't then do it all the time okay and there are two schools in this there are one which is saying that no a concession is something which is allowed and you should do it all the time you should be thankful for it and there's others that take the concession more in this linguistic meaning the meaning that it's a concession and you shouldn't be doing it all the time i'm definitely of the second and i am a person who minimizes wiping over the socks uh, generally, And I want, I, want, a, I want my students to know that. I want everyone to know that. I believe it's permissible. I think those who are working in an office environment and this and that, I think they should do it all the time. Much better than sticking your foot in the sink. Did you see that Korean guy in the scheme? The one who plays with QBR. Joey Barton took a picture of him and then put it all over Twitter. Yeah? And the guy who's got wiping his foot in the sink or washing his feet in the sink. Did you see it? Don't Joey Barton's timeline. You'll laugh your brains out, bro. Um, so anyway... Um, but we'll talk about that more, inshallah, in the next uh, lesson. Subhanaka Allahumma bihamdik shadwalla illa illa. Wa
1: Allah for Allah for I should rely on Allah, Allah, I should rely on رسول الله rely <Sessly> on Allah, salah, rely on
3: so okay fuck more. and fill the between you and switch of your voice, please. Allah عليهم على الضالين أفلم يسيروا في الأرض فينظروا كيف كان عاقبة الذين من قبلهم كانوا أكثر منهم وأشد قوة وآثارا فما أغنى عنهم ما كانوا يكسبون فلما جاءتهم رسلهم بالبينات فرحوا بما عندهم من العلم وحاق بهم, وحاق بهم ما كانوا به يستهزيون فلما رأوا بأسنا قالوا آمنا بِاللَّهِ وَحْدَهُ وَكَفَرْنَا بِمَا كُنَّا بِهِ مُشْرِكِينَ فَلَمْ يَقْوَى لَهُمْ إِيمَانُهُمْ لَمَّا رَأَوُا بَأْسَنَا لِكَ الْكَافِرُونَ اللَّهِ الَّتِي قَدْ خَلَتْ فِي عِبَادِهِ وَخَسِرَ هُنَالِكَ الْكَافِرُونَ
2: اللَّهُ أكبر
3: يا الله لمن حميد. سراط المستقيم سراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المطلوب ونذيرا فأعرض أكثرهم فهم لا يسمعون وقالوا قلوبنا في أكنة مما تدعونا إليه وفي آذاننا وقر ومن بيننا وبينك ومن بيننا وبينك حجاب فعمل إننا عاملون قل إِنَّنَا مثلكم يوحى إلي أنما إلهكم إله واحد أنما قل إنما يوحى إلي أنما إلهكم إله واحد فاستقيموا إليه واستغفروا وويل للمشركين الذين لا يؤتون الزكاة وهم ولكنهم كافِرون يجب ان الذين آمنوا وعملوا ان لهم أجر غير ممنون
2: الله أكبر Long love. love, love. Mm-hmm. Allah. Oh Allah work well. work well.